The reading this morning is Psalm 139 and can be found in the Church Bibles on page 628. Psalm 139. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. I make my bed in the depths, you are there. I rise on the wings of the dawn. If I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me, and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. For you created my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful, I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Where I count to count them, they would outnumber the grains of the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. If only you, God, would slay the wicked, away from me, You are the bloodthirsty. They speak of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, Lord, and abhor those who are in rebellion against you? I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I don't know how observant you're feeling this morning, but even the most asleep among you will have noticed that none of us is the same. And I'm sure you've noticed that I am not the same as you. I am not the same as Peter. I'm not the same as the last curate you had, nor the one that will follow me. But each of us, no matter how different we are, is fearfully and wonderfully made. Unfortunately, in today's culture, the idea of fear is usually connected with the basic human instinct of being scared and having that fight or flight response. But the Hebrew encompasses a larger meaning of awe and reverent respect and honour. It appears in the Hebrew Bible as a synonym for love and serve. 
So at its root, the word fearfully denotes obedience to the divine will. So it might help to think that we are reverently made. Also in verse 14, wonderfully comes from a root word meaning to be different, striking, remarkable, outside the power of human comprehension. That is us, fearfully and wonderfully made. The word is used repeatedly in the Psalms to describe the acts of God on behalf of humanity. We are made in a way that is outside our comprehension. How then are we meant to be here understanding it? We are so amazingly made that we're outside human comprehension. And what does being fearfully and wonderfully made mean to us practically? What does it mean to how we see the person next to us? Or the person who really annoys you? How does this affect the way we see disability? If each person is fearfully and wonderfully made... And now we're going to hear a bit of the psalm again through a video, if fingers crossed it works, everyone. And I love this reading of the psalm, so let's see. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit. And when I rise. You, you can see my thoughts. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before word is on my tongue. You created it must be. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you. I praise you. I praise you. I praise you. Because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your, your works are wonderful. My frame was not hidden from you. I, I made a sacred place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth. You eyes on my unseen body. My eyes were made for me. On the days ordained for me. Were written in your book. Be very mindful to be. How the vast are the sum of them. Were I to count them. Out mummer, a grains of sand. Fearfully. I'm fearfully. I'm fearfully. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I don't really know how to follow that because um, it says a lot more than I could. But I've written something down, so I'm going to go with it anyway. Did you see the smiles on their faces as they said they were known by God? How about you? Do you feel 
fearfully and wonderfully made. On days when you struggle to get out of bed in the morning. On days when you look in the mirror and you don't like what you see. On days when you have a million tasks to do and yet you can't seem to even manage one of them. I'm not sure at times like that I feel fearfully and wonderfully made. And I certainly didn't just over a week ago when I could barely turn my neck because of the pain in it. Yet the psalmist is praising God because God created his innermost being, knit him together in his mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. God's works are wonderful, and we are God's works. Therefore, we are wonderful. You and me, the person with the physical illness, the person with the mental illness, all wonderful. Whatever else you go home thinking today, whatever else it is that you forget today, don't forget that you are God's and you are fearfully and wonderfully made. No matter how you are feeling about yourself, this is how God sees you. But there is so much more to this psalm than that one verse. Verse 1 says, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. And being known is quite complex. In what way do we want to be known? I think there are possibly more ways than ever before to be known. People are social media sensations, famous or infamous. But what you choose to put on a Facebook profile or a tweet or an Instagram post is only what you are choosing to be known for, what you are choosing to show to the world. But God knows everything. You can't choose the bits that God knows. There is no filter to help you present yourself to God in the best light. And I am going to be honest with you now. I have been grumpy this week. I have felt, I know, shocked, right? I I have felt low and I have moaned a lot. And I would rather that people didn't know that. I would rather that God didn't know that. I want to be known for my positive outlook and the love of God in my heart. But in reality, that hasn't been me this week. At times like that, being known by God is a pain. And I think the psalm articulates that too. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? It's of God. But there is nowhere you can go to hide from God, as the story of Jonah illustrates well. And there are other points where the psalm could be read in two ways, depending on how you're feeling. Verses 5 and 10 both speak of the hand of God. It hems in and it holds tight. A hand can be comforting and it can serve as a guide, but hands can also weigh heavily. This hand is described in a way that sounds claustrophobic to me. I hate it if I am stuck in one place all day. So the idea of being hemmed in sounds awful in my opinion. I want to escape. I read somewhere that being so close to God is as burdensome as it is beautiful. It is beautiful to feel God's presence with you and beside you. 
But that also comes with a responsibility. To follow God means to live for him. Being close to God comes at a price. We can no longer be self-absorbed, focusing on what it is we want. But we live for others, sharing the knowledge of the love of God. And because I am fearfully and wonderfully made, your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Ultimately, the psalmist recognizes that when the knower is God, the vulnerability is worth it. The psalmist resigned to God's inescapable presence in his life and embraces it by confirming his own identity in the light of how God sees him as wonderfully made. Of course, as well as these nice verses in the psalm, so the ones that we want to take away and pin on our fridge or next to our mirror, there's also verses 19 to 22. And I don't know how many of you would choose to have a fridge magnet with these words on. If only you, God, would slay the wicked. Away from me, you who are bloodthirsty. But the same person who is writing these verses then says, Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Now, to me, asking God to slay the wicked seems quite offensive. How can the psalmist dare to ask God to search his heart and know his heart after that statement? Aren't we taught to love our neighbors as ourselves? But it's there in the middle of the psalm. And it's not the only psalm to call down curses. And although I can't claim to understand it entirely, this is how I am starting to make sense of it. The psalmist is feeling close to God. They are convinced of their intimacy with him and their inability to be separated from that divine presence. Therefore, anyone around him who is against God and says that so cuts deeply into the psalmist's being as if they were hurting the psalmist themselves. Hatred here could be moral disgust rather than a desire for vengeance. They want to know why isn't everyone aware of God's presence as the psalmist is. The psalmist has a passion, a desire for everyone to be good, everyone to be for God. Are we setting out with that same passion? Therefore, the psalmist can ask God to know his heart because he knows he is wonderfully made. He knows he cannot escape from God's presence and so he trusts God to test him. It takes courage to ask God to do that. There are many times where I really don't want God to see if there are any offensive ways in me because I am pretty sure there is. But I hope you too can be challenged by this psalm. Do you trust God to know you? Will you follow the way God's hand wants to hold and guide you? If the psalmist who is calling down curses can trust God to search him and know him, can we as well? Will you accept that you are fearfully and wonderfully made? Will you trust that God can use you no matter how it is you feel about yourself?
Can you join me in saying Amen to this prayer? Heavenly Father, as hard as this is for me, I am asking you to search me. Search me, God, and know my heart. God, test my motives. Reveal to me my anxious thoughts. Show me anything in me that offends you, God. I want to see in me what you see in me, so I can become more like Jesus. Help me accept that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. May your hand be my guide. Amen.